Welcome on into the 2-3 Podcast. I'm Cam, that's Zach. Episode 18, on to the next one edition. The smiles are still here after that road dub. Road dub. Yes, I think that's the only second time I've said road dub this year against NC State. Cam, talk to me. Feeling pretty good. This is the first time that we have had back-to-back wins since we played the Ivy League back in December. So it's nice to get some back-to-back wins, feeling good. The team is feeling good. And Zach, some some faces that really showed up to this game that haven't really showed up to many other games. So it's nice to be able to talk to talk about somebody um, other than Buddy Beheim saying that it's Buddy Beheim's team, two players that really stepped it up. I mean, first and foremost... The entire team stepped it up. Last episode, we talked they about did. we needed a, a second guy to you know get 15-plus points a game, and I guess all the guys heard that because every single player starter got 16-plus points. We do appreciate the players listening to us and taking our advice because that's definitely what they did. But yes, every starter was on the board, and nobody else, not the bench. We'll get to the bench in a little bit, but... Uh, Everybody got over 16 points in the game, and the headliner, Zach, was Captain Cole himself, having himself probably the best game in a Syracuse uniform to this date. Captain Cole was clutch. Some of his threes he made down the stretch, crucial times, guys in his face were just crucial points that we absolutely needed, and he made them. He put the team you know, more or less on his back, and all those, those four, four threes that he made were just so crucial, and it was, it was so good to see him make such highly contested and super important shots. He has taken these in the past in few previous games where, like, down the stretch, we need that three, and obviously some of them haven't gone in. But it was just super, super good to see that from Cole. Yeah, it's not like he's taking different shots or anything like that. It's actually that he's taking these shots and they're actually going in. So the fact that he is getting contested shots that are actually going in, I think might be a testament to maybe the tides are turning a little bit Um, it's one thing if he's got like open looks and, you know, he's getting into space, he's taking different shots or anything like that, but he's not, he hasn't really changed his ways. It's just a matter of them going in. And it seems like too, he's really starting to step it up in the second half because it seems like his performances are really like, he's starting to show up in the second half as opposed to, uh, the, the games of old where we didn't really see him too much in the second half. Yeah. I'm not really sure his points in the first half compared to second half, but baseline these past two games he is stepping up huge in the second half which is awesome to see and regardless like moving forward with Cole regardless I mean this is his mentality but just in general his mentality and our mentality for Cole is regardless if he's shooting well or not is to shoot the ball he's proven that when he's going he can he can play super well so his mentality going forward here should always be shoot the ball it doesn't matter if he's not having a bad night or good night it's always shoot the ball And I'll be the first to admit, man, like I did not think that he was a very good shooter. I thought that um, after the the bad stretch of games, man, I didn't think that he was he was going to be coming in that clutch of a shooter. But yeah, he just like he did to that reporter in that press conference, Zach, he he blew me off and he blew me away, man. He's really stepped it up in these past couple of games, these these two games in particular. And I think that we're starting to see a little bit of confidence out of him. When he's speaking to the media, he's a little bit more confident. And just when he's out there, Zach, he seems like he's actually having fun now. Yeah, I had to give you that 
for the I know, for your previous I know. comments there, but <laughs> he's shooting super well. He did talk about in the presser that he feels like a little bit of like a, a like a pressure release now that after after the Duke game and particularly the Pittsburgh game where things were really down bad in the program and everyone like counted Syracuse out. So he kind of talked about how you know everyone counted them out and so now it's like all right, cool, like. You think that like we'll keep going, and now like now you can really just focus on him. There's no no other expectations of him being like this certified shooter, or a really good shooter. So maybe that helps a little bit. I mean, ultimately though, like he's a sh- he's he's always been a shooter. It's just his time is finally here. It's it's finally come, and it's just it's just really great to see. Do you think that the team has that same mentality of like, hey, the pressures are off. Like nobody really has any expectations for us anymore. Um, and it seems like all of them are like starting to actually kind of play well now. Do you think that that whole team is kind of like a little bit more comfortable in their own skins? Yeah, it's like it's almost like like they're saying like you know nothing to lose at this point. It's like you, you've kind of you. I don't I don't I don't think we were at rock bottom. You know, after the Pittsburgh loss, it, it was a bad loss. You know, things were bad. Everyone was upset, obviously. But I do think there's a bit of a change and you feel like a little pressure release because it's like all right bet like cool or it's also just like almost almost like encouragement too it's like all right cool like yeah you think we're out but like just just wait you know season's not over yet we still got 10 games left let's see what we can do here yeah i like it and to kind of stick with the the good players the second player that really impressed everybody impressed us was Jesse Edwards. Six rebounds in the game. It felt like he had a lot more than that. He had three blocks and then 19 points. But yeah, the rebound category, I thought you had mentioned too that it seemed like he had like 15. It's just weird that he got like six, actually. Yeah, I was surprised to see the box score only six. I mean, I think ultimately just down the stretch, every rebound we needed him to get, he got. So it was just like, a, like you, you noticed it. You're like, oh, wow, great, great rebound, Jesse. Like there were several times watching the game. I was like, great rebound, Jesse, out loud, because he, he had some really, really great, crucial rebounds down the stretch. But yeah, like I think Jesse is really starting to kind of come into his own in this in, in these past couple games. And I think that he's actually starting to like get a little bit more media attention to outside of Syracuse, where people are talking about, hey, maybe he's like the most improved player in the ACC. They were talking about that in the broadcast a couple of times where he's really starting to kind of come into his own in these past couple games, and he's really starting to impress. But I want to ask you, Zach, between Jesse and Cole, who really impressed you the most in this game? It's such a tough between the two. Obviously, like they're, they both tied with 19 points. And in both their own respects, they had crucial, whether it's crucial rebounds or cru- crucial points, three-point shots, or obviously just you know contributing 19 points apiece. They're both obviously like just huge huge games for the both of them and obviously the, the entire starting squad here you know everyone's scoring 16 plus like we already mentioned but it's i'm at, i'm at a crossroads of who, who to give the the mvp or you know whatever to between the two i don't know if i can I, i'm gonna throw it back at you i don't know if i can give one i think i gotta give it to cole because we didn't even mention it from three he was 100 percent. he was four for four so i think that in a couple of those threes were like like you had said, they were clutch, man, especially in the second half. I think that Jesse was kind of struggling a little bit with fouls um, in the in the first half, especially. I think that he had two in the first half, and it was like they were pretty quick fouls too. And I think that Cole might have just had the better overall game. But that being said, I mean, both of them played terrific. And I think that Cole really, really needed this game where he was leading in the point category. 
He was, you know, 100% from three. He looked like he was really confident in any shot that he was taking. And just overall, you could tell like the leadership mentality was there. And it seems like that was something that we haven't seen in a while. Like actual Captain Cole being the vocal leader out on the court. We hadn't seen that in a while. And I feel like we finally saw that in this game. Yeah, this is second game back-to-back where he had a great performance. Both games, by the way, shooting 100% from three. Wake Forest was two for two. And like Cameron just said, this this past NC State game was was four for four. So 100% from three these past two games. Obviously, I don't think he's going to be able to keep up that forever, but I do think he's going to continue his shooting the ball well from the three. I do want to circle back real quick to our guy, Jesse. For some reason, when I was thinking about Jesse and just the game, I don't know. I, f- I feel like this is like, I mean, it's been brewing all year here, but I really think Jesse has like a huge, like game by game, like his NBA potential just keeps growing on me. And I'm sure everyone else kind of feels this too. And, you know, give him an extra year, give him like, you know, 20, 30 pounds. Maybe that's a lot, but, you know, give him stronger, like bigger. And I think he could be the next like Rudy Gobert. Really? That is yeah. a very. Good comparison. I was going to ask you probably down the line, closer towards the end of the year, if you think that Jesse could have NBA potential. I think it probably isn't going to come this year. I don't think that he has. yeah. Yeah, I don't think that he has a size either. But I think down the line, his development has been fantastic. And I don't know if it's been because he's getting more minutes than he was in, you know, last year. But I think this year especially, he has just really kind of come into his own. And he, he he's finally looking comfortable out there. He's not like, like we talked about in the beginning of the year, he's had a couple of like instances where he was like almost too big for himself and he didn't really know what to do with his body. I haven't seen that in the past like two or three games at all. Yeah, I mean, be- beginning of the season, if you listen back to his episodes, we were like confused on who our center was going to be. Jesse and Frank kind of seemed like side-by-side. Not to dog Frank now. I think he is a great player, and with more time, he could show that he is, you know, a really good player. But obviously, Jesse has taken that starring role, and he's kind of run off with it. But it's a super great to see Jesse just coming alive and continue to get better. And just like you said, like, his progression this year, most improved player, like, accolades being thrown at him, potentially, is this incredible to see and it seems like both him and Cole whenever they have a dunk doesn't it look like they're like really angry that they're like letting off a lot of anger whenever they dunk the ball especially Cole he'll have like a couple couple yams where like it looks like he's getting a lot of aggression out and it looks like they're finally both of them are really having a ton of fun out there yeah, this whole team feels like they're having more fun, especially like how do you like the point on Cole serious? He is always so serious. He's like, yes. he's got that mean mug and like, he, I don't know. I will not mess with Cole. If Cole, if there was ever a scuffle, like I I, I don't ever want to see a scuffle. But if there ever was Cole, he's my money's on Cole 100%. <laughs> I think that if every, out of everybody on the starting five, I think that the best person to be a boxer would definitely be Cole. He just looks like he can really take anybody on in a fight or anybody on in a scuffle for that matter. And he can really hold his own moving on though. uh, Speaking of clutch, the man who was seven for seven from the charity strike, Joe Girard had a pretty decent game, 18 points. He had eight assists. 
and it looked like he was he was doing pretty good out there. He had uh, a couple of good passes. He was finding his spots really well. Another very very solid performance from Joe. Yeah, this felt like a a really like especially in the second half when things kind of flowing. We had that good run and so the second half like the ten zero run, I believe. This is like I felt like this like against Wake Forest too, but particularly in the second half of these last two games, he felt like a true point guard. You know, making yeah. some great passes, obviously tallying six or eight assists here is just really great to see. And these past two games, the second half, it's felt like, all right, here's here's Joe Gerard, Joe Gerard, our point guard. Obviously, he's always been a scorer, but these past two halves and these past two games have truly felt like we've had a true point guard. Yeah, and it's it's nice to not have to rely on Samir to like have a change of pace and he can, you know, Joe can actually just create opportunities by himself. Um it is nice still to have Samir in there. He Samir didn't really have that great of a game and again, we'll get to the bench here in a little bit, but um it's it's nice to like just rely on your starting point guard. Like Joe is so dangerous when he's a shooter and the biggest question is like can he do anything like actually creating opportunities or anything like that or actually being like a a true point guard and to have Joe actually um, sort of develop that style of his game um, really start to come into his own I think that that's finally like that's that makes him a little bit more dangerous here down the line. Yeah, I think his vision's improving, improving, especially the last few games. You know, the throw passes to Jesse. He's looking for some guys. He's getting more comfortable with certain passes and certain players. And it's just really good to see. And I don't know, I think a true point guard is just so, so important. And I, I obviously it's, you know, even eight sets is really, really good. But like, I want, like, that should be the standard. Like, I, I would love to see our point guard every single night on a nightly basis have eight assists. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a very good mark to have, and it's nice to, again, not have to necessarily rely on your your bench point guard, per se. You can actually just like go to your starting point guard, and I think that's something that Joe has been very inconsistent on this whole year is assists, um, and if he's able to kind of hone that in and he's able to actually like develop some form of consistency with that down the line, I think that that's going to make us significantly more dangerous. Moving on to the Bayheim brothers, who Bay, Buddy Bayheim was a little bit more quiet compared to the past two games prior. Only 17 points. It's funny to say only 17 points. Five rebounds. He was three for eight from three. It's nice to be able to have three people on the stat sheet that actually scored more than Buddy Bayheim, so he doesn't have to do everything himself. Yeah, I mean, he made some great, great shots down the line. This did feel like a little bit more of like a grinded out to get to 17 points, more yeah. than, more so than like his 30 piece of last game. But nonetheless, Buddy Buckets does what he does best, and he got his buckets and, you know, contributed to the team very well. Yeah, he did. And again, it's, it's nice to be able to have like uh, people like I, we still don't really under like know who that number two guy is going to be. I think within the past two games, it's probably been Cole yeah. is really starting to make a, a great case for himself to be that number two guy. Um, but it, it's nice to actually be able to like not have to like, okay, if buddy doesn't score like the 30 piece against uh wake forest, like, where are we? Like, are we winning that game? And that's something that I don't necessarily want to think about too much, but um, it is something that I did think about for for a little bit after the game of like, 
there was a little bit of an over-reliance on, on Buddy scoring 30 points. Obviously, Cole had 18 as well, but still, it's nice to um, have... I'm sure that Buddy's appreciating like not having to do all the work out there. Yeah, and if we go to his brother, Jimmy, I think this is might be the best game he's had in the last few games here. 16 points, one for one from the three. You know, he had a... I think this is one of his better performances as of late. It is. And I think that Jimmy has been pretty quiet on the stat sheet towards the second part of the year. I think in the beginning of the year, he was really, really lighting it up. And it was really like the story was about how the Bayheim boys are, are scoring like the majority of the points out there. And I think recently, I don't know if he's like changing his game plan, if he's just trying to be more of like a role, role player now, but he's, um, he, he hasn't been as like, I don't want to say vocal, but he hasn't been as flashy as he has been in the games prior. He's been a little bit more reserved, I think. Yeah, it's a fair point. I mean, he's still he's still getting to his spots, you know, making his his like his drives through the lane, which I always love to see. I I, I think he kind of went through a rough stretch with like because he was like after the Villanova game, which is definitely his best game so far in a Syracuse jersey, but. I feel like he kind of went to like a little rocky stretch there and kind of like started missing, you know, his his go-to shots in the lane there, his like little hooks and whatnot. And then he kind of get into his like three-throw three-throw like struggle. So I think mentally like and obviously like the team wasn't doing very well. So I think mentally like he might have been like a little bit of a funk. I don't know if that's yeah. I don't I don't think you can necessarily say for everything, but it's good to see him back nonetheless. And this is the most amount of points that he has had since the first Pittsburgh game back on uh, January 11th. So he he's he hasn't been struggling per se. He's just been very quiet out there. He's still putting in pretty good minutes. He's still getting like assists and rebounds and all that. But it, it just ha- it's like he's not taking as many shots. I feel like as he was earlier in the year, and he just isn't being as aggressive. I don't think. Right. We got to move on to our guy Benny Williams. Logging 25 minutes. Yeah, it's a very good sight to see Benny Williams having so many minutes out there. It's it's nice that he's actually getting some time on the court. What I don't like, though, is that he was not putting up any points. And the bench themselves, were, they didn't put up any points. It's not an exaggeration. They actually had a goose egg out there. Yeah, I know there's a lot of like people talking about how it's like really bad that we don't have any bench production. Well, we, like, we definitely do need you know, some points production from the bench, the, you know, the 25 plus 10 plus four, the quick math, that is 35, 39 points off the bench. Those are all like really good minutes, especially Benny. He, you know, he had, he contributed to a steal and it had some good defensive plays. So like, it's not, while it's not in the stat sheet, if you look at the stat sheet, it's, you know, a lot of zeros, a lot of ones and twos. The only three we have is sadly our guy, Frank with three personal <laughs> fouls, but <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that I, I saw a, like a stat that was on the, the broadcast. I don't know if you caught it or not either, but it's not like our, our starters are not putting up any production. We are one of two Division One schools to have all five starters average more than 10 points in the game. So it's not like they're not you know putting up enough numbers to kind of carry us. They are. I'm just worried about that over-reliance on them because God forbid, you know, one of them gets injured or something like that. I'm just worried that the bench isn't going to be able to step up enough to be able to kind of carry us throughout the the tough part of the year. 
Yeah, that is a worry. I mean, I do think we have seen better games out of, like, especially like Frank as of recently. Like, he, he had six a game or two ago. Yeah. You know, Samir, he usually gets a bucket. I feel like this is probably the first game in a minute where he hasn't had at least one bucket. Benny obviously right. struggled from scoring. Uh, but overall, like, just as a general, like, rotation, I like these last two games' rotation. I like that the first half. He's getting Benny in. Jim's getting Benny in. He's getting Samir in. He's getting Frank in. I think it's a really good like release, a change of pace, especially like when Sai goes in. Even Benny, like if we're struggling, if our forwards are struggling d- defensively, Benny, you know, obviously his length and his speed and his athleticism puts a whole do- different look on defense for these offenses that are going up against us. So overall, I really got to give some kudos to Jim. I really liked how he handled the bench and just the overall rotation. Yeah, it seems like he's really kind of taken the if it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality yeah. with the the past couple games. And you do have to appreciate that. Like the one thing that I do like about Jim is that he understands when something is working and he won't try to screw it up, whether like Benny's in, he's having a great game or he's providing enough chemistry or whatever. Um, I think that he does a great job of like noticing that and he just kind of sticks with that lineup um, and tries to not necessarily kill that momentum. And again, I mean, it worked. We ended up shooting 74% from, from the field in the second half. So I can't complain too much. We got the win, but I just feel like we need a little bit more bench production, I guess, going down the line. Yeah, going down the line, we definitely need more. This has kind of been a problem or a worry. It's, it's come up before, so we're not. it's not like a new issue or a new problem. But hopefully someone can get going here. I would love to see Benny. I, I, I'm waiting. I, I have my fingers crossed. I think I think it, it could happen where we have a, a Benny explosion game where, you know, he, he gets, you know, eight to ten or just something like really crazy compared to his his norm. I would love to see that. And I'm praying I'm praying I'm, fingers are crossed that that day is soon. Yeah. And the next couple of games that we have coming up are against opponents that are not necessarily the strongest of foes, especially when it comes to ACC competition. We got Louisville coming up, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Boston College twice, Virginia Tech, um, Georgia Tech. So I think that that's great opportunity for some of these bench guys to get some solid minutes and for the starters to get much needed rest. I don't feel like, because I feel like in years past, Zach, there's been like, I think of the the starting lineups that like Tyus was in where they were doing all of the work. And I do agree with you that they're not necessarily like the the starters out there now. They seem like they're much more comfortable in that role right now. And it doesn't seem like they're like that Jim's pushing them too much. You know, they're not um, all of them aren't playing like the entire 40 minutes out there. It does seem like they still have quite a bit of energy out there. Yeah, I, I, obviously this game is a special case, but the fact that they're spreading the point distribution this well, obviously this is a special case, but in general, I feel like, I mean, they're obviously averaging, they're all averaging 10 plus points a game, or I think it's even 12 plus points a game. And so like they are sp- spreading the work around the five of them. And like, it's not just, it's not like, you know, buddies averaging, you know, 25 points a game and the next person's averaging like 12 or something like that. Yeah. Like, they're all scoring you know, 12 plus points a game. So I do hear what you're saying though. Like, especially, you know, Ty stays and even like Elijah Hughes back in the day, like just, they were the main guy, like, you know, they would have 25 and the next day I would have, you know, 15 if that, you know, depending on the game, obviously, but. Right. And I kind of want to look at the, like, as we head into sort of like the weaker part of our schedule, 
do want to look at like the status of the ACC overall. We've got Duke, UNC, Miami, Notre Dame, and Wake Forest. Those are the top five, and I think that we can all agree that there's probably going to be at least five teams that make it on to the NCAA tournament uh, from the ACC, and it would probably be those five if the season were to stop now. But then like below that, you got Virginia, Florida State, and then us. So like eighth in the ACC, not ideal, but at the same time, heading into the stretch of the of the year, still kind of in it, all things considered. Yeah, I think everyone's kind of starting to shift their 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 mentality a little bit. And like, actually, you know what? I think there could be a chance, you know, especially if we go on a tear here and go on another tear in the ACC tournament, there's a really good chance, I feel like. I mean, we we do have to I don't know, I I'm really locked into the obviously like we can talk about you know everything and it doesn't matter around the team but I'm really like adopting the, the tunnel vision mentality and the only game I care about is Louisville coming up on Saturday because you can't go on a run if you don't win against Louisville so as much that as like true. I want to worry about other teams coming up it doesn't matter if we don't beat Louisville this Saturday you know so obviously it doesn't matter as much for us but I know the team is, is thinking that and I just think one game at a time, baby, one win at a time. And hopefully by March, we'll, uh, we'll be looking good. That is true. And Louisville comes into this game. They have the same overall record as us as a, at 11 and 11, but they do have one more loss in the ACC. They're five and seven. We're five and six. So a team that's really a lot like us, but they're going through like a coaching change and everything like that. But they're having a pretty rocky year and they've lost four straight. So one thing I do want to ask you, Zach, going into this game, um, heading into the NC State game, you said that there should be more of a focus on the defensive side of things, and hopefully we can touch up some things. Do you think that we still need to kind of focus on that in this Louisville matchup? Yeah, I mean, because unfortunately against NC State, we really didn't have a – I mean, there was defensive stops here and there, and there was good spurts of defense, but overall – our defense really wasn't what won us that game. It was ultimately like that 10-0 run we went out in the second half and then just, you know, our, our great offense keep on inching away to, you know, let us win the game. So we definitely need to find some defensive stops and, and, and make sure we're a bit more consistent, similar to like Wake Forest. If we can get a similar defensive outing like we did against Wake Forest, I think we'll be pretty good there. And obviously we need to, you know, do our thing on offense too, which – more, more often than not, we don't have a problem with that. So, Right, and I think that this is a game where we could really hopefully see a lot of production off of the bench, or at least this is a good opportunity to hopefully get some production off of the bench because I think that the starters do need a little bit of a break, and I think that especially Benny needs to see something go in the net because he hasn't been scoring too much as of recently. But um, I feel like for a freshman player, it is so important to actually like be able to get those buckets as much as you can in your first year in college, especially in the ACC, when you're not really getting too much playing time, when you're coming off the bench. Um, I feel like he just needs to see something go in the net. Yeah, I would love to see a Benny takeover if that can happen. I do think Louisville is a tough team. They've lost some you know, tough games recently, especially most recently as recording this up podcast with UNC a really 
game, close game down to the stretch. So I think they're 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 a good team. They have they have good personnel, good 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 players and everything. So I think it's going to be a tough game. Obviously, they're in a similar, they're like literally the same record as us coming in. So yeah, can't sleep on them. I do think it's going to be a tough, good game, and I think we got to you know do everything right on our side to come out where we want to be. And to just kind of further emphasize the Benny point, the last six games that he has had, one point, and that was against Wake Forest. So, again, it'd be nice to see him be able to have a little bit of a takeover, a little bit of just like anything go in the net, any scoring opportunity that he can have, he needs to have. He just, it's really important just for the development of Benny and just for the confidence overall, just to be able to, you know, go out there and contribute to the to the team in any way that he can. But that game on ESPN on Saturday at 2 o'clock, Zach, we're 0-3 with games on ESPN. I don't like that, but it is nice that we're getting on ESPN. It's time to change that. I think the Dome's going to be rocking again. It was against Wake Forest. I think the student section is going to show up big again, which obviously is so awesome to see, and it helps the atmosphere of the Dome. And the players and, you know, obviously the opponent, you know, it's tough to come in and play with, you know, the dome being so loud. So I hope to see a huge turnout. I think, you know, after, you know, running a little run here, people are starting to feel it. People are getting tuned in. I think it's going to be epic. I want the students to show up and show out. And I know that they will embrace the snow and just do it. All right. Just go out to the dome. If you're a student and you listen in and you've never been to a game at the dome, you need to. All right. It's special. I know the seating that we've talked about it before, that it's really not very good. And you guys deserve much better. But we're working on please, it. Petition we're is, working is, on it's it. It's in the works. We're, we're, we're drafting it up. It's uh, being written. We're, our lawyers are looking it over. It, it's in the works. The two three is trying to push this as hard as they can to try to get better seating for the students. But you need to go to a game. It is something special if you are a student at SU and you've never been or just if you're a fan in general and you want to go to a game, go to this game. Just scream your head off because we need a win against Louisville badly. But that game at two on Saturday on ESPN. And that's going to do it for us next time you hear from us. We'll be after the Louisville game. And then we got our friends Boston College coming up. So enjoy the Louisville game. If you're going to the game, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you later. As always, thanks for listening, and let's go Keefs.